Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Maxwell again, and here we are for another Bring the Smoke, baby. Oh my God, we got one of the most powerful women in the kingdom of God by way of the Baptist church. You know, you don't have, I ain't gonna say, I ain't talk about the Baptist because I'm Baptist, but you know, sometimes we don't walk in the Holy Ghost when we Baptist, but this woman is Holy Ghost filled, and we just gonna let her introduce herself to Reverend Dr. Jocelyn Blunt. My goodness, let them know who you are. Hello, I am Reverend Jocelyn Blunt. As he said, I am the executive pastor at the TAB DC. We are located in Washington, DC, and my pastor is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart Sr. Kevin Hart got a church? <laughs> Lord have mercy. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. Kevin Hart, she got a short comedian pastor. For real? Kevin Hart, your pastor? He is. That's what I'm saying. Kevin Hart, man. Hey, I want to be on the husband of Hollywood. I know it went off, but let's see, man. They reboot that, man. I want to be on that, man. Lord have mercy. Kevin Hart. Anyway, Heartbeat Productions in the house. Now, seriously, though, we thank God for you being here. And I wanted you here. First of all, man, we, we want to make sure, you know, in the Baptist Church, it's funny because I was about to say I don't have enough women on this show. So I'm trying to be better about it. And so women made sure they, hey, you ain't never had no woman. I did have, I had women before. One of them had canceled. So I would have had three. But now I got five. But I ain't been doing it that long. So it's not like, it's it's, it's, it's getting kind of equal. So I wanted to make sure I grabbed you and, and just think about just the spirit of me thinking of how I need to get more women on my show. You are the youngest dean in the Baptist church. And the under, the, to, I mean, this is what's so crazy is so many times we've always tried to oppress the woman in the church, especially the Southern Baptist church and the Baptist tradition. How do you feel how did you get to that position? And just, just, just let me know your journey, you know, dealing with male chauvinism or whatever. Cause I know sometimes we can be difficult to work with because we always feel like shouldn't be no women doing this. This is a man's place. We can't have nothing. That's how they sound. So how, 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 how is it that you got there? And what are the challenges of you being in a position that you in being a female and then a black female in the Baptist church. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it first started with my home church, um, Second Calvary Baptist Church, where Dr. Jeffrey Van Guns is this pastor. She said a whole name. Yes. Um, Dr. Jeffrey Van Guns. That's the man. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Van Guns. And so it really helps to have a supportive pastor who um, always kept women at the forefront. Um, he licensed, ordained women, had women in leadership. So I never grew up knowing that that wasn't something I could aspire That's what I'm to. That's um, So that definitely helped. And he um, saw a gift in me and he pushed me. Um, pastor Guns has always told us, perfect your craft. Get as much education, certifications, credentials, and whatever it is that you feel called to. And so I felt called to Christian education. And so with his push, I just went for it. That's what I'm talking about. I like what you said. I ain't never know I could not do it. What's so funny with me is in one of the interviews, Dr. Tremaine Johnson, I was talking about how I broke the mold in doing ministry. But I never knew what I couldn't do because I didn't grow up as a PK. I ain't know what I was supposed to do or what I was supposed to do. So when I came in, that was no traditional bounds holding me because I didn't know the quote unquote rules of being a pastor. God called me. He appointed me. And I, I, look, let me tell you something. I ain't even want to apply to be a pastor. I told God, you want me to pastor? The same way I told him, you better let me know what seminary to go to. I said, look, you want me to pastor? You work it out. I ain't even apply. 
I got so many different stories. I ain't even applied. Somebody sent my resume in. Bishop Jakes, who we at the conference with now, Bishop Jakes, at a, when I was a principal of a school, he was doing a conference there, and he stopped me and said, ooh, what an anointing. You're going to be pastoring in six months. And I looked at him like he a false prophet. I said it in my mind, you know, T.D. Jakes big, so I wasn't just saying that. <laughs> then he had an entourage. So in my mind, though, you know, I was talking junk like smoking, talking to, 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 uh, to Debo, but I was saying it in my brain, you know what I'm saying? When he left, I said false prophet. But then six months later, I ended up at New Beach Grove. He wow. told me March 4th, 2011, September 4th, 2011 was my first sermon preaching as the pastor wow. at Newbies Grove. Never even applied. God worked it out and put me where I was supposed to be. And so I look at what you're saying of how I ain't even apply. Right. Like God, you said Reverend Gunn saw a gift in you. Right. A gift in you and said, you know what? He gonna push you to do this. And so many men of God in the Baptist church and in any church, even to this day, never want to push women to do anything because they don't want to hear the criticism because so many people say women can't preach. Sometimes even women say women, that women absolutely. can't preach. Man, how many times? Who come against you more, women or men? I'm just bringing the smoke. Honestly, um, I would say women. Wow. Women. I have more male supporters in ministry than I do female. Wow. Now, why do you think that? I don't know. I mean, some women have um, subscribed to the concept that, you know, what women can't do. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Reverend. And so sometimes we accept that and we limit ourselves in our own life. And so if I see someone who looks like me or came from where I came from or has the same circumstances as me, if I can't do it, I don't want her to do it. You know what it is? You made them see their own limitations. You take Absolutely. away their excuse. Absolutely. They, they knew who Jesus was. What's so wild is they knew who Jesus was. They paid Judas 30 pieces of silver to betray him and tell him where he would be. And then when he brought the money back, they said, we don't want no blood money. It's the money they gave. Exactly. But they knew who he was. They say in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus went, they came to get Jesus, they bowed down and worshiped him and still took him to the cross because they know who you are. They know your anointing, but they intimidated by your anointing because now the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they ain't had no excuse from, 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 from not taking care of the disenfranchised or not taking care of those who were not represented. They were mad at him because he, he on the Sabbath, when he healed the man with the withered hand on the Sabbath, when he healed the woman uh, with the, with the spine problem on the Sabbath, when he had healed individuals, they got mad and said, why are you working on the Sabbath? He said, hold on. If your donkey fall into a hole on the Sabbath day, you're going to take it out the hole. So how much are you telling me that this donkey worth more than this brother or sister or this daughter of God or this son of God? He broke the tradition and they got mad. See, you done broke the mold. I'm going to tell you why you got hated. You done broke the mold. Now they don't have an excuse. Right. Now when women couldn't do it in their mind, they see you doing it. Now they have, they, their excuse has been eliminated because some people always want to be the victim. Right. But can I tell you something? The reason why you rise, you trust God, you don't ever look for the glory, and you do exactly what God tells you to do because God said no one will ever steal my glory. Absolutely. If you exalt yourself, I'm going to humble you. If you humble yourself, I exalt you. Absolutely. And I just see how you walk humbly and you just, I mean, you just, yeah, you, you, you powerful. Absolutely. So that, what, what exactly do you do with that position that you, what you working in? Um, so currently I am the state congress dean for the state of Virginia. Um, I do Christian education for over 600 churches in our convention. 
Um, I helped plan our annual session. She told the churches, now I'm jealous, I'm hating. <laughs> I ain't no but a hundred and some churches. I'm mad, I'm hating right now. Why y'all let this woman in the church? Why? I want to have 600 churches. Why well, I ain't got 600 churches? Right. <laughs> I'm just playing. Go ahead. I don't really Ab- care. Because Negroes crazy. But go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I planned their annual session. I planned sessions throughout the year um, to make sure we have quality um, Christian education throughout the state of Virginia. Well, you know what I like about you? you this is earlier than it ever came to me. So thank you. Okay. I ain't trying to call no names, but normally they come like two days before talking about we're going to look at what we need to do in the building. <laughs> <laughs> she texts me, can so-and-so come to your building? I said, that's good. Yeah, they could come. I'm like, look at this. Because the only reason they coming on time and early because she in the background making sure they come. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Bless you. <laughs> I ain't call nobody names. So if you get mad and say something, you telling on yourself. Because I ain't really talking about you unless it's you. <laughs> No, seriously though, I, I like the way you keep so organized. I take, remember I text you, I said, what? They right, coming over here? Right. Oh, so everybody coming. Yeah. All right, gotta, someone's okay. Look at you. You got to stay on top of it. Don't let them it. act like they did it before they did it. <laughs> right. They didn't use my building before. <laughs> they ain't never came this early. Them just want something in July, they come to me in July. <laughs> Dude, these don't came to me in May. I think I think it really like some, one of them came in like in March with, with with two of the other people, and then now the last person who probably was supposed to come, they they scheduled something to come in May. It might have been April. It was April because oh it's May gosh, now. Yes. Yeah, they came yeah. in April. Man, look at this. Don't you ever tell me what a woman can't do. Exactly. The exactly. women were at the grave site. Come on, yes. somebody. The women were at the cross. Shoot, Mary carried the word for nine months before it was birthed. She birthed the word. So you can't tell me what women can't do in the kingdom of God or anywhere else. Let me help these men out. I got to help them out. See, see, some men go to work and say they ain't going to submit. The woman's supposed to submit to them. No, your wife. That's that's, that's something else. That's that's your wife. The book starts with you. You're supposed to be the head. But even though then, even though with this, can I tell you something, men? It says women uh, submit to your husband as he submits to God, right? But it also says you love your wife as Christ loved the church right. and Christ died for the church. So a lot of things in your personality are going to have to die to make sure that you take care of the woman of God the way you're supposed to. Right. Because no one can submit to you if you're not first submitted to God and right. walking in love. OK, so if you're not walking in love and operating what God is going with you, you can't do anything. And sometimes you got to understand nobody can follow anybody who's not moving. If you ain't going nowhere, then she can't follow you. And the only way you truly can go somewhere where you're supposed to go is to be submitted to God and have a relationship with him. And then he will help lead you and everything else. Now, I say all that to say this. Yes, your wife submits to you. You die for her. But it ain't no woman's job who your supervisor to to bow down to you. So if you go to her and you in the Baptist church or you at any other job and a woman is your supervisor, you better do what she say or look for another job. Just give me one hundred. I just had to put that out there because so many men <laughs> misinterpret that scripture as right. if every woman supposed to be submitted to him. No, that's your wife. And y'all people who mad at me and you walking around here bulling around. I'm gonna just say it like that. Get whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Want to be out of order? I can only go by what the Bible says. So I'm quoting what God said for scripture. So if you don't feel like you're supposed to submit, that's why your your marriage messed up. Because at the end of the day, he's your covering, and that's. 
we're supposed to help you. That's why I'm not saying that it matters if a woman make more or a man make more, mm-hmm. but he needs to know God. He needs to know God at least as much as you or more than you because you cannot walk around with a man of God or any man if he don't understand who God is because you will never, ever be able to submit to a man that does not understand Christ. Man, oh, oh, I want to I want to say something, but I don't really want to say it. I was say it. I was doing this. Uh, I, yeah, I was supposed to bring the smoke. I was doing this. I, I, I believe this guy was mad because what I I didn't know God had me preaching on marriage. First of all, mm-hmm. that was a miracle for me. Yeah. And he do it. hit me up, man. Somebody <laughs> preaching the mess out of some marriage. I was like, and I'm about to say who? I said, oh dang, I preach on marriage. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man. So I mean, God gave me a word, man. I'm like, whoa. Wow. Ah, man, it was nothing but God. Right. Right. It was nothing but God. And I'm like, I was preaching about marriage and I was saying how women need to find godly men. And there's no way that a man going to really love you unless he know God, mm-hmm. because God is love. And if he don't know God, he's not going to be able to treat yeah. you the way he's supposed to. 100. And man, I was I was supposed to be dedicating this baby that day. And I, if he watching, I'm sorry, my dude, but don't tell nobody it's you. And then they won't know. And so I was dedicating the baby to this dude. The dude was looking on me. He was looking so mad. Security was like getting up like... And, and and people was like, why did dude was so mad? And I knew he was mad because God had probably put that sermon together mm-hmm. to convict him. Because he had got a woman pregnant out of wedlock who was one of my members' children. They don't go to the church, but they one of my members' children. Mm-hmm. And they got pregnant. And he was just, I mean, he was like, I was praying over him, even though, even though he was looking mad, because he was upset because the word had hit him. Mm-hmm. And what I like about you, too, she she be straight up, man. <laughs> and see, you got to be able to speak the word in season and out of season. Amen. And out of season only means you saying it when people don't oh. want to hear it. That man didn't want to hear. I ain't know he's back there, but I know he mad. And to this day, I want to talk to you, young man. If you can hear me, if you watch it, bring the smoke. At the end of the day, I need you to get a relationship with God so God can help you cover your woman. Or whatever y'all do, because you could just be the baby daddy. I don't know if y'all in a relationship or not, but be able to cover your baby's mother and cover your baby. Because God going to talk to you first. The only reason he end up talking to the woman or the son or the child before he talks to you is because you're not listening. I'm praying for you right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm praying that he touch your heart and he takes you to another level. And even if it's not even you, anybody out there who doesn't know God, we just calling you out right now in the name of Jesus and saying, we know God is going to heal your heart and prick your heart and take you to another level in him. So you will be able to lead not only yourself to Christ, but your family. But anyway, I done had a whole pause right there. (laughs) I done had a whole pause. But we, man, I'm like, how are you enjoying this job? I love my job. I absolutely love my job. And it's funny how you talked about your journey to New Beach Grove. Same with me. I didn't apply for this job. What? I did not apply for this job. I had actually applied for another job um, in the D.C. area. And um, I was looking to move. And um, I don't know, God just laid that area on my heart. And I applied to the job. And I had heard back. I got one interview. And they said in a you know, a few weeks, we're going to call you back. The pastor's going to interview you again. And you seem like a really good candidate for the job. At that point, I just trusted God. I put in my two weeks at my job. And I normally don't do that. So I know it was a God thing because I don't believe you quit one job without having another one. But I put in my two weeks, packed my stuff in my house, went up to Northern Virginia, looked at an apartment. And I was like, this is, this is the one. They showed me the apartment. I said, this is the one. No job, nothing. Um, later on, like... 
my two weeks was coming to an end. It was like Wednesday. The people called me and said, you know, that church has put a hold on that job. They're not going to hire anybody for it. This is on, um, matter of fact, this was on a Tuesday. And I said, what do you mean? Like, I know this was God. God told me I was going to this area. This is where I was going to live at. This is what I was going to do. Nothing. My resume had landed on Pastor Hart's desk. He calls me that um, day and he says, you know, I saw your resume. It's impressive. I would love to talk to you, but I don't have a job for you. I was like, what, what, you me for? what do you mean? You, <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't have a job for me? I was like, this not, you know, this ain't what I heard. So he um, hangs up. He said, I'm going to search around, see if I can find another pastor that's looking for something. And um, he calls me back. And then he says, what do you think about being a family engagement director? And I was like, okay, that sounds, you know, I'm, I've been in mental health for 10 years. So I'm like, that sounds like something I can do. Um, I said, I took off that Thursday anyway. I said, I can come up to D.C. and I can, you know, meet with you and see what's going on. Drove to D.C., drove back with a job. Called the apartment complex. They saved that apartment. It was $300 cheaper. I moved in the next week and started work Tuesday and didn't miss it. Yeah, he hired you. <laughs> and the reason he had no job. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. And you got turned down from the job you thought you had. Absolutely. Ain't it crazy how we hear God, but we might not hear him all the way. All the way. But we hear him close enough to start walking where we're supposed to Ab walk. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because you can't get to him unless you take the first step. And you sit up there and said, I put in my two weeks notice and was like, I'm out. I'm, I'm gone. I'm and gone. And he didn't even, oh, man, that ain't nothing but God. He, it was $300 cheaper because I was I was looking at the apartment. I was like, that's not really in my price range. By the time I signed it, they say you're approved and it's $300 cheaper. Now, how did they give you $300 cheaper? I don't I don't know. They ain't nothing but the Lord. It's nothing but him because I, I don't know. And that was what? What year? That was at the end of 2021. I just wanted to say that so the real estate folk could hear me. <laughs> 2021. Now, we know how rent was and how it is yeah. now. Rent and buying. When 2020 hit, Real estate market, boom, prices went up. I mean, you could sell a stupid dog house for $500,000. Yeah, I mean, I was selling houses way above way <laughs> yeah. above market value. People paying people paying houses that won't even appraise out and say, you know what, we just going to pay $20,000 over because we tired of looking and we want to yeah. just get this house. People were paying rent. I mean, houses that was renting for 1500 people was going ahead and canceling those leases if they were the landlords and yeah. coming back and renting for $2,200. And you mean to tell me, tell all the real estate people, <laughs> in 2021, in the midst and the heart of the pandemic, you got an apartment for $300 cheaper when everybody else was paying $300 more? Yes. That's probably at least a $600 turnaround because they were raising rent two and $300. Absolutely. People were trying to go. Like, that's why um, Marcia Price, our delegate Marcia Price, she was putting out all them rental protections and things and trying to pass mm -hmm. those different laws because people was going up $500 in a day, like, no, nah, you got to pay this much and just gouging people and people were losing their homes yeah. and you getting it 300 favor ain't fat. You know, you know that's why them women don't like you, right? That, that's why, but this is <laughs> this is the, this is is the the best part of the story. So I get there to be the family engagement director. Within a month, God said, you're going to be the executive pastor. They had an executive pastor. I waited. I served. I did what I was supposed to do. But the whole time, I knew what God spoke and I've set myself so up for it. you fired. That's all I hear. All I know, within a year, the old executive pastor resigned, and I, I got off. Resigned. He resigned. They ain't retired. 
No, he resigned, and I got the position. And so, Favor. Yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. And, but the thing is, Pastor, nobody wants to be faithful to what they're called to do before another door opens. I didn't get to where I'm at, with, even with the... Um, the Congress, I started as an instructor. I served my way up. I served little by little, vice president, this, youth conference, that. And then God opened the door for me to be over the thing. Can I tell you something? Go ahead. This is the funny thing about it. I'm going to go ahead. It was funny. I had a talk with Reverend Walden yesterday, and I realized he was mad at me about some stuff that happened. We'll go into that later. But <laughs> I interviewed you. And I wanted to hire you, and God said, no, I got something better. It's crazy. I heard mm -hmm. it. I ain't tell you because I was like, I ain't getting this all that. And I let it go. And then when you went to D.C., I said, man, God, I love her more than me because I love y'all at Newport News. But Newport News, man, I don't, yeah, ain't no restaurants. <laughs> you know what I'm ain't no jazz clubs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ain't no speakeasy. Ain't no poetry places, man. I be in there like, man, I'm culture shock, man. <laughs> I miss the ATL sometimes. I'm I love sure. Newport News because of I'm where sure. God put me. But right. I'm like, she getting to go to D.C.? I was salty. <laughs> I wasn't hating on you, but I was salty because God, and then, you know, God, because God like air traffic control. Everybody can't take off at the same time. Right. Everybody can't land at the same time. And then God, when they're talking to Reverend Jay, he was there pastoring at the other church. And I said, hey, man, you like your job? He said, no. I said, oh, God, tell them I'm supposed to hire you. And then that was it, just like that. Then I said, well, work out the stuff with your church. And then I ended up hiring him because God wanted him there and not her there because God wanted to put her in a whole bigger situation. Because maybe Walden could handle it. Maybe he couldn't handle it to go to that big city right then. He probably wasn't ready for all that light. But she was ready for all that light. And so even though I wanted to hire, I said, man, God can't hire her. It definitely wasn't because I was like, man, this is going to be easy, man. She can write. She can do that. Man, I can chill, man. I can be on the beach somewhere. She can be running the church. Man, come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? We don't call her ghost for no reason. She be ghostwriting and everything, man. I know who she is. And God said, you can't hire her. I was salty. But it was before I even knew, you know, Jay right, was coming. And so, right, it, so I just right. want to go ahead and clear it up. Blame it on the Lord. Right, Don't blame absolutely. it on me. No. But he told me, he spoke <laughs> to me clearly. And this is why as a kingdom person, you can't be jealous because right. you will mess up the kingdom. Right. And how many kingdom people messed up because preachers not doing what they're supposed to do? I mean, you do even say that today. But what if I would have went ahead and you said yes and I said, oh, let me hire you. You know what I'm saying? Because... You know, and God said, I want, it was like, man, I heard clearly when you were sitting at the desk. I mean, you can't, I'm like, for real, God? And I said, I ain't saying nothing to you, but I was, you probably were looking at me like, this nigga go crazy. But I was, <laughs> I was glazed over because God was right. having a conversation with me. And here she is now somewhere in D.C. where they got poetry places. <laughs> they got, they got, they got jazz clubs. <laughs> they got restaurants. You know what I'm saying? She in Chocolate City. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm over right. here while I speak, waving at some white folk. They look at me like, why this Negro waving at me? You know what I'm saying? Just keeping it 100. That's where I'm at. But that's what God had me. I love you, New Beach Grove. I love you, Newport News. <laughs> I even love the Newport News police. As a black man, that's hard to do. But at the end of the day, God bless her more than me, and I'm jealous. <laughs> and I just want to go ahead and tell her I love her, but I hate that God is keeping me in Mayberry. <laughs> Over there with Andy and Don Knox oh, and, you know, Otis in jail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and here I am. She over there. Anyway, and God wouldn't let me hire her. <laughs> and see, But it's good, though, because you never want to stifle anybody. Absolutely. See, people will take people and hoard them. Yes. And, and hide them. And it's funny 
how some pastors tell me, why did I let a king preach all the time? You knew he was going to get a church. Why do you let Reverend Walden preach? He ended up having a church too. Right. Why Why do you let these people preach that can preach? Because see, some preachers don't want nobody that can Absolutely. preach who can preach because right. they want people to miss them. No, I want my people to get a word. I don't want to leave my people with somebody who can't preach. Right. I may give somebody the opportunity to preach and we have like this little small event, but it ain't, it ain't on the main, it ain't on game day. Right. It ain't time for you to practice on game day. I, I need to win the Super Bowl. I need somebody to go to heaven. I need somebody to get saved. You understand? Right. But so many people hold people back. And so I'm just glad that I was obedient to God. Not saying you would have even took the job, but I'm saying I know I did my part because right. at the end of the day, you ended up in D.C. And it was fun. I said, man, she ain't gone yet. And I called you again. You did. And you had already had. I said, okay, I did hear it right. But I was like, I ain't there. She's still here. I heard she's still here. Like, I mean, not still here, but I didn't know you were going to a D.C. And then right. I just like, man, she still ain't got no other job. No, man, God, maybe I heard you wrong. And then I right. called. And she, I said, okay. And I just got the phone. No. I was like, go, in my mind, go to heaven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, but no, goodness. But God, man, God, but God is air traffic control. So what Absolutely. I need you to understand is I didn't apply for New Beast Grove. She didn't apply for the job she got. God, will, your gift will make room for you. Absolutely. If you're doing a good job, people going to hear about you. Absolutely. People gonna hear about you. When they couldn't hire her, somebody gave him their resume. They ain't at the same church. What happened? God intervened. Absolutely. When you do what you're supposed to do, God will do exceedingly, abundantly above whatever you can ask, think, or imagine. He is the author and finisher of your faith. He's the one that already know that you're going to be victorious, and he yeah. already put our life together. Ain't that crazy? crazy? Before you was in your mother's womb, he said, I knew you, Jeremiah. He already knew where she was going to be, when she was going to be. And God, I just want to tell you, I'm salty, man. I need you to put a jazz club or something in Newport News. You're going to just keep me there. Maybe I need to start. Well, I'm going to start a jazz club or a comedy club. I'm going to do my own. I'm going to do it myself. Daniel, let's go. I know you crazy. Let's go. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to start a comedy club. Or I, I, let me, I, I got to build something myself because I'm bored. Go ahead. I didn't just the spirit just didn't move. <laughs> I, I didn't move way out. Let me go. Let me give spirit of jealousy. Leave me in the name of Jesus. No, I was like, it ain't good. <laughs> but no, this this has been awesome. So let me ask you this. Okay. What do you tell women who feel like they can't get a job or an opportunity because they're a woman? What can you tell them? How can they get to somewhere like you have? Um, I think it goes back to what I said previously, like just serve. Mm. Um, so many of us miss opportunities because we're searching for opportunities. If you are faithful, if you are already, I always say if you are already ready, you don't have to get ready. Just stay ready. <laughs> stay ready. Stay. I mean, if you stay with a sermon, if you stay in position, if you stay where you're supposed to be, if an opportunity opens up, then you take it. And you're ready for it. And because you've taken that opportunity and people, like you said, have seen that you're ready and you're capable, more opportunities come. And what's so awesome is people was already watching you. Somebody heard about you and sent that resume. DeKalb yeah. County, I kept helping everybody put their schedule together when I was a assistant principal of instruction. I helped this person, they get a school. I helped this person, they get a school. And I'm like, well, I keep helping these people. They get a school. I'm not even getting an interview. Right. And I'm the one put their schedule together. And they assistant superintendent is the one called me because they heard I do schedules well. And I'm the one putting them together. And I didn't get it one night in the middle of the night. New birth called me. 
and they said, hey, you want to interview? We want you. We're looking at you to be the principal of our school. I didn't even know Newburgh had a school. Right. And here I am. I ended up being there. Why? Because my gift made room for me because some of the executives of DeKalb County that felt like I wasn't being done right, the city superintendents and people that saw my work ethic, they were at Newburgh and said, ooh. And some of them was on the board of Newburgh School mm -hmm. and serving in DeKalb County and said, why they didn't hire him? Boom. And gave yep. me a job. And how what's so awesome is, see, when you are a teacher or assistant principal or principal, or you are certified in anything with education, you can't make a lateral move in the if, if you're under contract mm -hmm. or they'll cancel your they'll 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 um void your certification. Okay. Now, although I was receiving a promotion when it came to position, the Newburgh was gonna pay me around the same thing. And they said, no, if he don't make at least fifteen thousand dollars more than what mm -hmm. he's making now, then we gonna take his certification because that's a lateral move or he need to just stay here. So Bishop called and said, hey, we just gonna give him that. I ain't even having to negotiate my contract. Wow. I ain't having to negotiate my salary, I mean, because the school system was mad I was leaving and wanted to keep me enslaved in that same position to keep serving them and not giving me an opportunity. But God used a evil for good. So I ain't even had to say, man, I need a raise. Man, they gave me $15,000. They ended up paying me $15,000 more than I was making wow. because the school system said, well, if you don't do that, we, and I'm pretty sure they thought the church wasn't going to match it because it was a church, but it right. was Newburgh. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They don't say, you know, white folks didn't know nothing about no Newburgh. <laughs> watch this, watch this. They didn't know nothing about that. So they didn't think that that church was going to match it, but they gave, he gave me exactly what they said I needed wow. to have. I ain't even need to negotiate and ask for more money because the hate of the school system did it for me. Wow. God will make your enemies your footstool. Yes, he will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I feel good. Even though I feel good, I got that out, so I ain't hating on you no more. I'm I glad for you in DC. Hallelujah! I'm glad you in DC <laughs> with the with the comedy club. <laughs> now we got comedy club over in Virginia yeah, Beach, so we got some. I said the jazz club that was over there closed though. Like we can't never have more than one thing at a time. time. <laughs> Man, I know right. It's like Kool Aid, no sugar, oh, peanut butter, no, no jelly. Daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like God, man, they got us like we on Friday. We hurting up in Newport News. I need y'all to do something, bring something to my city. My God. Anyway, go ahead. Give us a word of wisdom and close this out, cause I'm hungry, man. I ain't ate all day. I've been shooting these bring the smokes. I didn't, man. This is our seventh one, man. We done done. We did three yesterday. And four today, I did four like five. I'm special. I did three yesterday <laughs> and four today. <laughs> We've been nonstop. I ain't eating nothing yet. I, I stole one of his little broccoli things. And anyway, so at the oh, end of the day, just leave us with a word of wisdom. Whatever you want to say, it doesn't matter if we talked about it or not. Okay. That's your people. Thank you. Um, I just want to talk to the women in ministry um, because Pastor E. Dewey Smith, he, he really said something this morning at the conference um, about women in ministry. And it's so many of us that feel that we're overlooked. It's so many of us that feel like we are in congregations with pastors and other people that don't believe in us. Like I said, just stay the course. Um, do what it is God is calling you to do and your gift will make room for you. When doors open, take those opportunities and I don't care if you're preaching to one person or a hundred people or a thousand people, preach like you are preaching at God's feet. Teach like your life depends on it. Serve 
Um, and just be available. You never know what that can do. You never know what God has in store for you. You can't get upset. You can't get angry. You can't get tired. And you definitely can't get weary and well-doing. Keep the task because God knew all of that when he called you. He knew that you were a woman. He knew, in my case, that I would be young being called to these things. But that didn't stop God from putting the assignment and the anointing on my life. And so trust God that if God called you, if God equipped you, then God is going to use you. But you got to do your part and you have to equip yourself and you have to stay ready. Stay ready. That's what I'm talking about. You heard it here on Bring the Smoke. Thank you, yeah. Dr. Jocelyn. You are amazing. One day God will take me to the land of milk and honey where I can have a jazz club and a comedy club in the same city. So we just thank God for giving you an overflowing blessing. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Women, you heard it. Do your thing. God will make room for you. No one can stop you. Even though women are being oppressed, you won't be oppressed because you believe in God. And God will always liberate you and take you to another level. Hallelujah is over. Bring the smoke. Hey everybody, how you doing? This book is a book I believe everyone should buy. Not just because I wrote it, but because this book was birthed out of pain. And you learn so much during those painful moments. This is called Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. You can't have the power unless you've been through the pain. Bishop Morton wrote the foreword. It's been endorsed as well by our former governor, uh, Terry McAuliffe, and by our Newport News Sheriff. Sheriff Gabriel Morgan, I promise you this book will bless you. Please get it, not just for me, but to bless you. Go to willamaxwell.org or click on the links below and I promise you this book will bless you. If you don't just buy it for yourself, buy it for someone else. It's a short read, but it's a powerful read. I've been getting testimonies all across the country and I promise you it will bless your life.